everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Not sure if Vern is going to join us today. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And since we are in the NBA um, uh, wind down, so to speak, for the year, uh, NBA playoffs. Playoffs, yes. So we're in the playoffs, and NBA finals is going to be our uh, theme. And uh, but, but we do have some sad news, though. This is F.P.'s last show. Unless, he's, unless we get lucky enough that he gets fired from his new job. No. They got to give me at least a week. Exactly. I feel uh, like Grant singing Sunrise Sunset. <laughs> yeah. Fiddler on, Fiddler the, on roof. the roof. Exactly. Uh, got a few things to talk about. Uh, NBA, MLB potential franchise in Salt Lake City. Uh, want to get your take on uh, the Warriors and if they can the bounce stop back. heard around the world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, there's, been, there's been some pretty Dream funny on things on Twitter about that. Uh, all kinds of pictures, and, and then they show some wrestling stuff where you know those guys they stomp on each other. It's really, it's really pretty funny. Uh, Jaylen, not Taylor. that funny. That's, well, this is the first time that Warriors fans and Kings fans have had a really dividing. Um, incident that is yeah, really we, causing you, a lot. You know, it's of, funny when I first saw it, I didn't, I thought, it, oh, he just lost his balance and you know, he had to kind of put his foot somewhere. But then oh, no, saw some replays. It, it was like, yeah, he really, he didn't just step on it, he did do a stomper on that. No, I, <laughs> yeah. with Draymond Green, you got to pay a lot of attention when he's doing stuff because something's yeah. gonna get called. Yeah, that is true. All right. The segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money. Uh, by the way, on our Southwest Fund, of which I'm one of the managers, we just increased the interest rate starting May 1st from 8% to 8.5%. Nice. And it's fairly liquid, too, so that's a good thing. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. is here to fill a void we all long for. The sound of the police. Live. Dedicate to all the lovelies out there. This San Francisco Bay Area band has quickly made a buzz. Wowing audiences at the hottest area nightclubs and events around the Bay. 
Stung. Having even been blessed by a sit-in performance by police founder, drummer Stuart Copeland, this trio of gifted musicians have established themselves as the premier police experience. Stung. Stung remain dedicated to bringing back that authentic sound that audiences have missed for so long. The sound of the early, the original, the police. So come and see for yourself. Come and get Stung. May 6th in Antioch and June 16th in Walnut Creek. Go to StungLive.com for details. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Do your current investments have you on pins and needles? Let's talk about an opportunity to earn 6 to 10% on investment through real estate secured debt. I'm Mark Honf, CEO at Pacific Private Money. For over a decade, our clients have been earning at above market yields secured by California real estate. Here's what our investor Carolyn had to say about investing with Pacific Private Money. I've been a highly satisfied investor with Pacific Private Money since 2014. I'm impressed with their competence, integrity, and transparency. Even through recent uncertain times, it was comforting to hold an investment that didn't keep me up at night while offering a reliable return. In seven years, I've never regretted investing with Pacific Private Money. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Russell Jackman and F.P. Santangelo Jr. Now, F.P., since this is today your your last show uh, for at least a while, we'll say. Because <laughs> never say never, right? Um, never say never. We're going we're to let you take it off. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I am from Sacramento. Okay. I was born in Walnut Creek in the East Bay area, but uh, I went to high school in Sacramento. I went to school in Sacramento. I went to junior college in Sacramento. My whole family lives in Sacramento. The Kings are 2-0 and on the Golden State Warriors. It's the first time in the Stephen Curry, uh, excuse me, the Stephen Curry era, the Steve Kerr era, that the Warriors are 0-2 in a series. Isn't yeah. that pretty incredible? And my Sacramento Kings are doing it. Light the beam. I've been trash talking to everybody around here. It's been a lot of fun just because I, I feel like I'm in a fever dream. If somebody would have told me last year or really any year that the Sacramento Kings would be up 2-0 and on the Golden State Warriors, I would have laughed at you. And I said, wow, are we playing NBA 2K or something? That's a video game. This is not a real thing. 
So yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. And I really hope this whole instant with Draymond Green, it's a bonus, is going to spark a rivalry. Like, this is so good for Northern California sports. It is so much fun. And you know what? It'd be great, too. I'm a Kings fan. It'd be great if the Warriors came back 2-2. Two, two, and this goes seven games. This is yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. having a great time. Yeah, aren't you glad this isn't a best of five series like it used to be in the yeah. first round? Oh, I'd be so so bummed. Yeah, I'd be so bummed. Yeah, yeah no, it's, and and I lived in Sacramento for eight years, and my first year in Sacramento, 1990, the Kings lost 42 straight road games. So it was one of the worst. Wow. Yeah, streaks in it was the worst streak in NBA yeah. history. So I, you know, I can I can wax philosophical about Dwayne Coswell and Travis Mays and Evers Burns and, uh, you know, uh, uh, all, all some of the absolute worst lineups the NBA ever had. I mean, when I first was in Sacramento, I remember watching a uh, Lakers game and the Kings were down by 40 and half at, at the halftime. So, yeah, have been, you know, synonymous <laughs> with misery. And it is great to see them come back again now. My thought is that I feel that the Draymond deserved a technical, but I don't think he deserved to be ejected from that game. That is my. Yeah, it's, my... It, so my perspective as a Kings fan, and first and foremost, I love Draymond Green. I always have. I think he does anything he can to help his team win, right? I'm one of the rare people that defends Draymond Green all the time. I want him to play for the Kings. That's how much I love Draymond Green, okay? <laughs> so let me put that out there first and foremost, right? Last night, you know, he, he did something against the Kings, against my Sacramento Kings. And I thought, like, the, the, the stepping on the chest was a little much, right? You don't have to step on people's chest, right? And I understand he was already in foul trouble to begin with, right? I, I think he had four or five personal fouls at that time. Yeah. He was going to be on his way out anyways. Like, that was just – it was just not a good thing that happened. Uh, him and Sabonis have been going back and forth all series already, right? I mean, if you saw in game one, Draymond kind of fell over Sabonis in the last minute and wouldn't let him get up. They kept on sitting on him, right? It's for the playoffs. Like, this is what you do. You try to get under each other's skin, right? Well, and I think it's funny. Earlier in the game, sorry to interrupt, but earlier in the game, they had called a foul on Draymond that they had to rescind. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sabonis like kind of ran into him a little bit. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're chippy. This is great. This is all great for basketball. Um, I thought the step was a little much. I don't think he stomped him. I don't think it was WWE. I think he stepped on his chest and then he actually put all of his weight on him on purpose, which was, I thought that was like a little bit too much. Right. Yeah. But you know, Graymon is a little too much. Like yeah. Draymond is supposed to do that kind of but stuff. Sabonis so, did um, start it. Sabonis did start yeah, by grabbing yeah, his foot. Sabonis said that he I, I would argue that they've been going back and forth the entire series. Yeah. So I don't think it's like who started what. I think it just escalated. And you have to be – this is the, the most important thing I want to say. As Draymond Green, you have to realize what Sabonis is trying to do. He's trying to get you out of the game. And you fell for the trap. And the Kings won because of it. Right, you got to be a smart well, player. Win because that. of that, I don't think they won because of that. I think it was, I think it was a contributing factor for sure. Oh, I don't well, think it was like a twenty-two play. turnovers. He was playing horribly. I mean, he he throws the ball. Yeah. He was doing his typical Draymond, where he was throwing the ball away right from the beginning. It's the whole like, team was. Yeah, true. And, mm-hmm. and, and Poole was one for seven. You know, he's I mean, got one foot though. He shouldn't. I don't think he should be playing. I think he's trying to be a tough. You know, he's trying to be a good teammate. Yeah. He's trying to be a tough guy and go out there. 
and help his team any way he can. I love Jordan Poole too. Um, he's just, I, I think he's just like not healthy at all. So I think you're going to see a lot less minutes from him, but the whole Draymond Green situation, I think you just like need to be a smarter player. Right. And we've seen this over and over and over again, where like him, it's almost like, you know, a double-edged sword, right? He fires up his teammates. He does anything to win, right? He's the yeah. ultimate competitor, but at the same time, he hurts his team. And he hurt his team yeah. last night. I mean, I appreciate the fact that it, it hasn't been like, you know, coming to blows, you know. I mean, you never really see Draymond get in a fight, per se, right? He'll just get into people's grill and, you know, but there are no punches thrown, you know. But what's interesting is uh, the age of the Sacramento Kings. I mean, like – they're 26 and under most of them, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're a pretty young team. Yeah. Which pretty is really team. cool because they're, they're, they've definitely been poised. I, I just, I don't think they have quite enough to get to the finals, but they're, they're sure showing their, uh, their, their potential. So I, 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 again, and Russ, I'd love to hear your thoughts after this. I think whoever comes out of this series is going to be absolutely gassed for the Lakers or the Grizzlies because the pace of play Yes. is absolutely ridiculous. The yeah. emotions are at an all-time high. I mean, it's just like it's going to burn out both teams, and I think absolutely. whoever's going to play them in the next round is going to be burnt out, and I think it's going to be a detriment. You know, I, I would disagree with that because I think that the, the home crowd of Sacramento is so alive right now. That'll give them the extra energy if they go on to face the Lakers in Memphis. And, and don't think that the Lakers Memphis thing is not going to have its own, you know, uh, a trick, you know, um, you're going to have, you already have John Morant with a messed up finger and uh, uh, Davis almost tore his shoulder out. Um, So, you know, uh, and who knows what's going to happen to LeBron. He seems to get hurt every, you know, time somebody breathes on him when he's driving down the lane. <laughs> and he looks you know, like it, at least. It's so funny, FP. I, I actually agree with you on that, where if the pace is too fast, it reminds me, uh, many, many years ago, when I was in my early 20s, um, it was like when God was a little boy, um, I, uh, I, I participated <laughs> in the uh, wrist wrestling championships in Petaluma. Because I thought, no, you know, I'm kind of small. And I mean, I was strong for my size, right? Just like Snoopy. Just like Snoopy, yeah. Yeah. So so I I, I mean, like, you know, it's my first match with this guy, right? This guy, I mean, he wore like elevator shoes. He had all this. I mean, I was just just going on strength. He had all this great uh, uh, technique, right? The thing is, our our match lasted almost two minutes, which if you know anything about wrist wrestling, that's Ugh. a really long time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Two minutes, anything is long. Yeah. That and the of... thing is, what, what happens is you only get like a, about a three minute break and then you got to go to the next level. Right. So I looked and I'm almost like, you know, I, we kind of looked at each other a little bit while this was going on and going, you know what, no matter who wins, we're going to absolutely lose the next match. Both of us are just completely gassed. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could be. You could be 18 years old in basketball, okay? And you could play, like, basketball for the first time in months, and then the next day you're going to be extremely sore. These guys yeah. have been already doing it all season. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the pace literally is making me sweat, too. So to your point, Edward, it's just absolutely ridiculous that these guys can keep up this pace, but it's just, like, it's tiring me out. I know these are professional yeah. athletes, and they got the best thing. Like, they've got the best conditioning in the world. They're the best resources in the world, but you got to think it's going to burn these guys out at some level. At fundamentally. Some yeah, but on another level, you know, being the first team since 2002 for Sacramento 
to really go anywhere and to advance yep. against the Warriors and that crowd. They have home court advantage going all the way through nearly to the finals, you know, depending on which teams advance, yeah. uh, you know, and look, Phoenix doesn't look all that dominant anymore. I mean, they were supposed to be the, you know, the team that everyone wanted to, to play. Hey, 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 Russ, stay with that. We have to go to our quick uh, break. Here. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Talking the NBA finals, uh, which NBA team was the first to make more than 20 NBA finals appearances overall? Which NBA team was the first to make more than 20 NBA final appearances overall? Okay, stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.D. Santangelo, Junior, and Russell Jackson. Our first trivia question, which NBA team was the first to make more than 20 NBA Finals appearances overall? Well, I, I was going to agree with the Celtics, but, I, you know, it might be the Lakers going back to when they were Minneapolis. No, you can only choose one answer. I'm going to go with the Celtics just because of... Okay, he's um, going to go with the Celtics. F.P. I'll go with the Lakers. Lakers, Lakers is correct. It does. It's, uh, and and, and Russell, you're on the right track. Yeah, it was the Minneapolis Lakers, then the LA Lakers, and if you add up just Lakers, uh, that took the 20 uh, appearances. I know. I would have thought it would have been the Celtics too. Hey, one quick thing about Draymond, uh, and then we'll move on. Uh, you know, I gotta say, as much as he drives me crazy, I don't think there's anybody who works harder, uh, and you know, 110 percent every game. I mean, he's he's never that lost is that true. Yeah, it's that true. Is, that's just my uh, my my personal opinion. Uh, hey, what, this is this is kind of interesting. Totally off uh, topic here. So, just as an FYI, uh, you know the, uh, the the old golfer. He's now old. Gary Player. Yeah, sounds familiar. Just because his last name was Player. Yeah. Okay. So he's uh, you, you know they say if you can shoot your age in golf, that's really good. I mean, I'm 63. There's no way I'm going to shoot a 63, right? Guess how many times he's shot his age. Now, really, it times? doesn't matter how old you are, right? I mean, you know, if you're 120, you're expected to shoot 120, you know? Yeah. He's shot it more than 3,000 times. Isn't that Wow. 3,072 to well, be exact. How old is Gary Player? He's 73. Oh, Okay. Yeah, okay, that's still, still insanely impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to figure if you're, you know, if you're 50 years old, there's no way you're going to shoot a 50. And if you're, you know, 86, maybe you can shoot an 86, you know. So it's it's right within that window of time that people can shoot. But I, I, I couldn't believe he shot it 3,000 times. Um, real quick thing about baseball here. Trevor Bauer makes his Japanese baseball debut after two years out of baseball. I guess the Japanese. Yeah, I think he's doing, I, I think he's in the minor leagues right now. Yeah, the Japanese minor leagues. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, so the, that's that's pretty interesting. I, I thought he'd be good enough to be on the the real club, but I guess not yet. I think they well, got something I, waiting I, for see, him. See, I wonder how much of it is the the personal stuff because he got accused of of choking some girl or. <clears throat> so uh, they actually interviewed a lot of Japanese baseball fans, and they didn't even know who Trevor Bauer was mm-hmm. or his situation. So I just think he's not ready to be on the big league team yet. Just, I, it means it's understandable. He hasn't pitched in like almost two years. So, almost two years. but but do you do you think he'd be one of those players who you know if a team recruits him, you know what kind of backlash there'd be? No, I don't think anybody. No, nobody in Japan knows who he is. CNN no, no, no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about here in Major League Baseball. I oh think yeah, yeah. Moved on. Yeah, I think people have moved on, but at the same yeah. time, I think it depends like where the team is. Like here in San Francisco, obviously that wouldn't fly, but maybe the Texas Rangers, like people wouldn't care. I think it's just based on if you believe in cancel culture or not. 
I think like the big story that Russ brought up that we should definitely touch on yes. is the selling of the Washington Commanders. Yeah. That is awesome for people in D.C. I mean, it's it's going to be by, if you guys don't know, uh, the Harris Group, I think, is uh, giving six, $6 billion yes. right, to Dan Snyder. Yeah. So he's going to bought him for $750 million. How long ago? Wow. That's pretty incredible. Like so 750 million. Yeah. And uh, the Harris group, if you don't know, uh, Josh Harris is a private equity investor. Okay. He's known for Apollo global management and he's actually the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. And he's also the owner of the New Jersey devils. So this guy's been in it for a while. But guess what? He grew up in the D.C. area, so this is kind of going to be his baby. He's going to put all the attention on the Washington Commanders. It looks like this deal is going to go through. So, guys, what do you think? Well, I, Jeff wish I, could fail, I wish I could fail five and a half billion dollars upwards. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, right. How, how long ago did Dan Snyder uh, pay seven fifty? Seven fifty million. Let me look that up right now while you guys. I think discuss. it's about twenty years ago. I think it's about twenty years, but right. I mean, well, while you guys are talking, I'm going to go ahead and figure out what's going on that. He's one of in the 1999. Most 1999, so that's uh, twenty-four years. Four years ago. Okay, so seven fifty. Go ahead, you guys continue on. I'm going to figure this out while we're while we're talking. Well, I mean, considering he's one of the most reprehensible human beings on the planet, that's not named Putin. You know, he really <laughs> uh, 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 failed upwards. And and is going to be five billion dollars richer, you know, for 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 threatening to uh, 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 expose to getting private investigators to follow around all the different owners and and okay. threaten to you know expose dirt on everybody. Uh, the humanity is better without Dan Snyder as part of it. Okay, Let's so just so I just I just figured this out. Right, paying seven hundred fifty million dollars twenty four years ago turning into $6 billion, what is the annualized rate of return on a monthly basis? What would you think? No idea. Go for it. 8.7%. Oh, so he's that's, like right on par with, you know, using uh, Pacific private money. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very, very good, Russell. Very good. Hey, what do you want? Uh, to... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my thoughts on the situation. This is the first time I've ever seen uh, an owner of a sports team get bullied out of the league. I mean, ever since Jim Ursay came out, the owner of the Colts, and everybody kind of colluded around getting Dan Snyder out just because he was hurting the brand. And this makes me think, I wonder if this is going to happen in other sports leagues. With Wait, other didn't, that happen, didn't that happen to the Clippers owner? Yeah, Don Sterling got kicked yeah. out, but in football. Yeah. Uh, in football. Yeah, that's right. I haven't seen it in football. Yeah, the Clippers owner also got forced to sell. So we're, we're seeing and like George like, Shin and George Shin for the Clipper for uh, the uh, Hornets. Oh, OK. I'm not too familiar with that one. I know the Clippers one for saying racist remarks. And uh, I believe the, the, the Suns owner, too, was under investigation for a while as well. But to me, I think this is this is interesting, right? Like you're holding billionaires accountable. You know how hard that is? Right. That, it's extremely hard. I mean, if this is anything, Dan Snyder has taken all these years to get him out. They finally did it. I, the next one for me is obviously Major League Baseball. Right. Well, March Scott for the for the Reds. Remember that? In the, uh, she was no, the what year was that? The 90s, I think. Or 80s. And Georgia Frontieri. Who's that? And Georgia Frontieri. 
who used uh, to own the Rams. I don't remember that. Oh, she was yeah, awful. I don't really? Well, yeah, you'll have to look uh, her up. In modern day baseball, I can think of a few teams. You guys can fill in the blanks, sir, that could probably use their owner getting kicked out of the league just because of how poorly things are running. So um, I'm not going to say anything because my family has ties with does those. It start teams. with the A. <laughs> does it start with a, Does the team start with a, the first letter A? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> the, the next letter. Yeah. That, 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 I don't know. But the, the, the difference is Dan Snyder, you know, it's one thing to mismanage a team. It's another thing to just be an absolutely horrible human being. And guys like Sterling and George Shin and, and uh, 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 you know, uh, Snyder, they're just horrible human beings. I mean, they, they, they harass people. They, you know, uh, blackmailed people. They, I think that Netflix needs to do a Dan yeah. Snyder you know, uh, uh, oh, a they documentary. Are. But I hope they get uh, Peter Dinklage to be uh, Dan Snyder to, <laughs> you know, funny. really make fun of him. Yeah. You know, hey, hey guys, he's like four feet tall. One, one last thing about basketball here. So Finnish NBA player Mark Hannon, Mark Hannon uh, he's reporting for mandatory military service. So, you know, I, I think about these guys like in baseball where they defect from Cuba and then they basically say, see ya. So he is from Finland. Uh, but I guess he's keeping all of his ties to Finland. And so it's like, well, I got to do mandatory military service. So he's going to have to get out of the NBA for a while and uh, go into the military service. I think he gets an accelerated uh, military. Uh, I, I believe like he's got, he's got a contract to fulfill and he just has to do a couple of months this off season. Then he's going to be playing in the NBA again. So oh, it's, right? it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not such a so this is not like uh, a member of like BTS, for example, one of like, the biggest South Korean pop groups in the world, like just crazy. They play at the World Cup. They're going to play yeah. at the Super Bowl one day where yeah. one of their members has to go serve for a year in South Korea, right? That's hey, part of their... Willie had to government. miss a bunch of, uh, you know, years. Dude, Ted that? Williams. Ted Williams, so, oh yeah. yeah. Ted Williams too. World War II and Korean War. And yeah, so this is not... It's not unfamiliar to Americans, right? No. But I, it's interesting that, you know, you got to fulfill your civic duty and obligations. I think it's good. I, I like it. I think it's good. Like it I, is to I, your I, generation and my generation, FP, because we didn't have a draft. I mean, we had a draft, but nobody's ever been drafted. I, I, actually, so. it's kind of interesting because I think I told you guys this once before. <clears throat> For my age, I was the first set that had to re-register -re for the draft after the Iranian crisis. And thank goodness I didn't oh. get called up. But uh, they said January through March of 1960, anybody who's born there has to register. And I'm all, wait a minute, that's me. I go, I'm in college. I don't want to play in a sandbox, you know, over in the Middle East. But I, yeah. I found out that I'm not draft eligible anymore. Once you turn 26 years old, you don't need to go in the draft anymore. So I'm good. Well, unless you're in Russia, then I think it's like age 60 or something. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the other thing people. is there can also be a presidential, uh, I forget what the, the terminology is called, where they could just increase the age. <laughs> and then we're all screwed. There, there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, you ready for our second trivia question on the NBA finals? Uh, which NBA player was the first to win two NBA finals MVP awards? Which NBA player was the first to win two NBA Finals MVP awards. 
Uh, and if you don't have any clue, I will give you the years when we come back. All right? Stay with us. More Tecom 101. We'll be right back. Do not touch that dial. The Bay Area's favorite tribute to Tom Petty. Petty Theft brings their 20th anniversary tour to the Journey Downtown Theater in Vacaville. Saturday, April 22nd. Petty Theft for an evening celebrating the music of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Petty Theft. A show not to miss. Tickets are on sale now. Available at journeydowntownvenue.com. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. We all know in this current real estate market, great deals are hard to find. We may have a solution for you. If you want exclusive off-market real estate deals delivered to your inbox every single month, then you need to sign up for Scottsdale REI's Trade Desk by visiting scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk. Scottsdale REI delivers exclusive access to off-market mortgage notes like performing loans, non-performing loans, and even REOs every single month. Just head over to scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk and sign up. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101 one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.B. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Our, th- our second trivia question on the NBA Finals, which NBA player was the first to win two NBA Finals MVP awards? Any guess? Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. No, I would have thought that too. Okay, now the years are 1970 and 1973. Will Chamberlain. Well, I, that, that's another good guess. No, Willis Reed for the Knicks. Oh, the dearly the I don't even know who that is. <gasps> he just died. He just died. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Go, go. Was he, didn't he have the big afro? 
Uh, not no, not huge. That was more like uh, Walt Frazier. Walt Frazier, that was but, Walt Frazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love those. I love Willis Reed is the guy who limps back on the court yeah. after being mm-hmm. injured and inspired the uh, Knicks to win a championship. And yeah, that was you know, his given, first Gibson moment. Given the fact so that guys. the Knicks haven't been back, haven't won a final since then. You yeah. know that <laughs> that that says something about. Uh, about what he means in NBA history. Yeah, you can blame John Starks for that one. Okay, go ahead, Effie. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, my knowledge of old school NBA basketball comes from a game called NBA Street Volume 2, where you ah. could pick the classic players, right? And I always take Larry Bird and Julius Irving, Dr. Oh, J. I okay, and I would just destroy kids. Everybody ah. on my block, whoever wanted it, I invited them over, and I'd, I'd beat their butt, so... <laughs> That's that's what you're dealing with with the millennial generation, right? It's only going to be worse for this new generation. So yeah. if you want to educate the kids, right, you want to make sure you put it in a video game. And by the way, I will say this. The new MLB, the show that just came out like a few weeks ago, has a Negroes uh, League mode oh, where you can play nice. all the past Negro League stars in the education. Yeah, wow. It's awesome. It's it's yeah. very educational, and everyone is giving it rave reviews. So that's the oh. way you got to teach this new generation. Yeah. Put things in video games. <laughs> one, yeah, of the problems with, now, one of the problems with that, hold on a sec, is that yeah. I play a, a statistical basketball game with my best friend, and uh, one of the problems is that when you go backwards in the NBA, Past 1973-74, there are no blocks and there are no steals. And yeah. you go back yeah. a little bit further than that, yeah. you, you wind up losing um, offensive rebounding as a statistic, and you also lose minutes after a little while. Once you get back to That's the 50s. Yeah, because you know, you know, yeah, like, that's like, well, like Will Chamberlain, he was always my faviever. You know, but you'll never yeah. know how many blocks he got. You know, yeah, you'll yeah, live exactly. for the vast majority yeah. of it, or Bill Russell. You don't really know how many blocks Bill Russell got on an average basis yeah. or steals because they didn't keep him back then. I would hope the NBA at one point in time could just hire someone, <laughs> a.k.a. me and my best friend, to watch all the old <laughs> NBA games uh, yeah. and write count? down all yeah. the uh, uh, blocks and steals that these sure. guys got. So what's really, really cool is how they got the stats for all these like Negro League players, right, for the game, is they uh, consulted a lot of historians from the Negro League Museum. And they actually have like the announcers are some of the historians from the Negro League Museums. And they're talking through the inning of when Jackie Robinson faced another player or when all these like historic moments happen, like why they're called the Monarchs. Like it was awesome. It's really cool and in-depth, so. Well, they after you know, you're guys gonna, are still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Home. Well, they have interviews from a lot of these guys, uh, Buck O'Neill, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, FP, you know, you're going to be getting old when uh, uh, these gamers uh, say, "Who is Michael Jordan?" I've never heard of him. Oh, trust uh, me. There's uh, uh, there's already things like that too. I bring up like '90s baseball players. Like, I don't know. I think I brought up Omar Vizquel, and they're like, "Who's Omar Vizquel?" And I was like, oh, and like, he was like one of the smoothest shortstops of all time. He was barehanding baseballs. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll go watch a YouTube video of him. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, this is, this is what it is now. Right. We get older. Like, there's a lot of things that you guys know that you're like, oh my God, you don't know. And it's just, you know, that's how life works. So well, I, well, at least we have like <laughs> this technology now, right. That yeah. you can just like pull something up on Google before yeah. you had to like, Oh, I have a copy of a VHS. Let me show yeah, you how oh, good so and so was. 
Well, look well, at and sadly know. for a lot of like old NBA stuff, the, the stuff was recorded over and, and oh, they didn't yeah. keep yeah. copies of those tapes. Okay, and so, here's, so a, yeah. here's a trivia question that's not part of my trivia question. Who holds the record in for college for the average uh, NBA, you know, high scoring? Uh, Maravich? Yes. See, a lot, of, a lot of people, Pete Maravich, who yeah. is he? And I mean, he, he was... Someone, uh, yeah. someone estimated that if they allowed three-pointers, if their three-pointers were, oh, yeah. were existed when Maravich was playing because the yeah. college three-point line was so short that they said that he would have averaged about 60 points per game. It wouldn't be... Well, yeah, he averaged, I think, 49, 45 or 49. 44 points per well, game, but, there you but go, 44. he would yeah. have averaged 60 if they had an actual three-point game. Yeah. Back then, so so I know who that is because he has one of the coolest nicknames ever. Pistol, Pistol Pete. Pete. Yeah, we, Pistol we, Pete. My my uh, my best friend was uh, named Pete, and we and he was a really good basketball player. He was like six feet tall when we were all five feet tall, and we thought, man, he is going to the NBA. We used to call him Pistol, and uh, the problem was he never grew. The rest of us ah, caught up oh. to him. So it's like he's still a very good basketball player in, in high school, but he was like just average height at that point which is kind of sad <laughs> yeah that's the tragedy of basketball you could be a stud and you still can't really make it i mean i think isaiah thomas was like the first guy that was kind of short that made it in the nba but besides that i'm talking oh, about no, there not was that Moxie isaiah Bogues. thomas there, yeah, there was Moxie Bogues and there were there was a a a, a spud web that's I true mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true I guess in my generation, I saw Isaiah Thomas yeah. when he was with the Sacramento Kings, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is there's a oh, short." No, I thought you were talking fall. about the other Isaiah Thomas from no, the, Detroit. No, I'm talking about my generation's Isaiah Thomas, the short oh, okay. guy that played for the Celtics and the Kings, the NBA All Star. Yeah, I oh, remember. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I was also thinking of Isaiah. I'm thinking that's a little before your time. The other Isaiah. Thomas. There's a lot of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, probably <laughs> named after him. Maybe yeah. you never know. That's true. Uh, hey guys, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? He's set to make fifty-one million per year, per year for the next five years, and uh, so and I assume he had a uh, an agent. So Lamar Jackson, though, however, he chose not to hire an agent. He insisted on a guaranteed contract, and he chose to publicize his trade request. 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 What could go wrong with those decisions? Yeah. I got to tell you the story about Jalen Hurts' agent real quick, though, because this oh, is one ahead. of the coolest stories, and it's yeah, going yeah. viral. So Nicole Lynn DM Jalen Hurts like a few weeks before he was about to be drafted and say, hey, just on social media, hey, I'd love to be your agent. And they started talking and talking. She wasn't with the big agency, and he goes, okay, perfect. So a woman agent in the NFL ends up DMing one of the best players in the NFL before he becomes like the thing, right. Before he becomes yeah. Jalen Hurts that we know today, he was still a very big prospect at Alabama. Right. Or I think it was at Oklahoma at the time. Cause yeah. he went from Alabama to Oklahoma, but the story goes, she sent him a DM. He said, yes. Then she negotiated the biggest contract in NFL history. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now the thing you is, know, the, FP, I, I gotta try do. that sometime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta start DMing these college players. Like, well, hey, well, you need okay, agent. so I have a question though, because I know that there's certain rules about like when agents can, you know, how they can contact players and stuff. So hopefully, uh, she probably just followed whatever the rules were. But I thought, but that's interesting. Very yeah, nice. she probably followed the rules. I think with the NIL now, there is no rules. You can have an agent whenever. So 
Oh, okay. Back then, though, I, that was right before NIL, so she probably followed the protocols. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers might want to give that uh, lady a call. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hey, what do you exactly. guys think about it? Moving on here for just a minute here. What do you think about uh, a major league baseball franchise in Salt Lake City? I think the ball will travel far like it does in Colorado. But is that going to happen? I don't think Maybe. they have the population. I don't think they have the population to truly yeah. Uh, make. Yeah, and the TV revenues wouldn't wouldn't make sense because Salt Lake City is not a big TV market, you know, and, and the surrounding area doesn't generate a lot of TV because that whole area around there has almost nobody living there. You know, I mean, the rest of Utah is is very low in population. I think, you know, Vegas is where everything is at right now. And if there's going to be another baseball team, it's going to be in Vegas. So I've heard Nashville, Tennessee, which Nashville is exploding since the pandemic. Yeah, that right? is, that is. Yeah. Salt Lake has been exploding as well. A lot yeah, of people have been yeah. moving out of the cities of Salt Lake. Oh, and in my personal, in my personal experience too, yeah. uh, playing baseball in Sacramento, the Mormon community yeah. loves baseball. I okay. played with so many Mormons. I had tons of Mormon teammates. Bryce Harper is a Mormon. A lot of people don't know that. Really? Yeah, he is a Mormon. Yeah, his whole family practices Mormonism, uh, including his wife. So, like, Mormons love baseball. I think they love baseball more than they love basketball. So, I think you're going to see a huge difference if baseball goes out there. Um, I would circle first, though, probably Nashville out of all the cities. Yeah, people are talking about Las Vegas, but it's it's seeming like the A's in Las Vegas aren't going to work out. I'd be I'd be shocked if that ends up happening. I do think it's have, more going to be in Nashville. Do they have an indoor stadium for for uh, for Vegas? The area, so the the Area Fifty Ones, who are the the AAA affiliate of Las Vegas, they uh, do not have an indoor stadium, and it gets like hundred and twenty degrees some days. I mean, that's you know idea. Vegas, they can build a stadium in like you know an hour and a half if you, you, know, you, you, you ask yeah. them to. Well, why don't they, they take the Raiders stadium and just enclose it? I don't think it was built I don't for think baseball. We're ever going to see. We're never going to see a multi-use stadium again in all of our existence. It's these teams are worth too much uh, by themselves that they're going to insist. You know, you're not going to have the pitchers bound anymore. You know, during football season and, oh. and all that other crap. That that's know, okay. You know what? They can play football and just play around the. Uh, just just leave the mound there. Can offer. You know, I disagree a with field. Have a field that actually like sinks into the ground and then another field like moves in over the top of it you know <laughs> Russ I disagree with you because I think the NBA is going to expand into Las Vegas and I think they're probably going to share their arena with the Golden Knights just because it makes a lot of sense you have NBA a lot of money owes Seattle, but the NBA owes Seattle a team and so they they're um, not going to they don't owe expand. anybody anything yeah they do <laughs> they don't owe anybody they, they, anything. Silver has said <laughs> money. That they're going to add another team it's going to be in Seattle. Seattle did not deserve to lose the Sonics, and that was totally unfair for the city of Seattle. They'd always so supported why, their why team. Why did they lose them to the Oklahoma? Because because uh, the owner saw bigger profit to move to uh, you uh, know got okay. a huge so, offer. Yeah, but sometimes you can't. City. I mean, you can't just do that on your own. You have to get permission. Hey guys, we're going to cut to our uh, third commercial uh, break here. And I asked this question once before, I remember. I'm glad Vern's not on today just because he could, wait a minute, you already asked this question months ago. Which NBA player was the first to win 
was the first, let me, let me back up. Which NBA player was the first winner of the NBA Finals MVP despite being on a losing team? Oh, so okay. In, in yeah, football, no, I know the answer. In the Super Bowl, you I had do remember. Alley, I think, for, uh, for Dak. Yeah, no, I, I remember this. I, I remember you asking that one. Uh, you, can't, you, can't, you don't have something better than that? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm sorry. I have a trivia <laughs> question for you, then. I have a trivia question for you, then. Okay, go ahead. We got a little time. Go ahead. Ask what us. was the name that uh, that um, uh, uh, Madison Baumgartner used when he did his rodeo stint? What was the fake uh, name that he came up with? Cowhide. No. No, no you got to wait till the next commercial break. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, As uh, Homer Simpson would say, don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that guy. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Our third trivia question, which NBA player was the first winner of the NBA Finals MVP award despite being on the losing team? F. Jerry F. West. Jerry West. Okay. Get that. Yep. Do, you remember the, do you remember the year? Uh, 72? No, no. 69. 69. Sorry. 69. Okay. But, but it was okay, Damon so Saunders. It was Damon Saunders was the Madison Baumgartner's fake name. No, it was years. not. It was not. You are incorrect, Russ, on your own trivia question. So coming back, we asked, what is Madison Baumgartner's rodeo name? It is Mason Saunders. Mason. Mason oh, Saunders. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, it Saunders. Oh. I knew it was Saunders was, was, was the last name. All right. So uh, you guys ready for our thoughts for the day? Yeah, my last thoughts. Let's go. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. What did the horse say after it tripped? Help, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's and, a dead uh, joke. I, I ordered a chicken and an egg online. Oh, which will come comes first. first? Yeah, there you go. I knew you knew that <laughs> one. Well, thank you, FP, for these past years of being a co-host on Sports Econ 101 and uh, if you ever get some time, just tell your new employer, hey, I've got to do this show for 40 minutes, but I'll be back. <laughs> I need a break today. I yeah. got to hop on. So Exactly. You know? <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> definitely yeah, be missed by us, FB. You were a huge yeah, contributor. Thank you guys. And, and, and we really appreciated the, the all the, the, the demographic information that you're able to come up with. And, yeah. Um, the fact that you, you know you, you can know. always text that stuff to us before the show if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you guys uh, seriously for having me on for all these years it was really oh, yeah. cool at getting the text message from uh, edward to come on and just do just talk some sports and the business side of things so it's been a pleasure since 2019 so We've had a good run. We've had a good run. But hopefully I'll be around and hopefully we stay in touch. You stay in touch. Absolutely. The good All news right. is that now I, I, I now I officially become the youngest person on the show again. Yeah, so. That's right. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week to Sports Ecom 101. We'll be discussing more sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Oh.